yeah, so I just got to the point in Red Dead where you were returning to Valentine after fleeing to the town called Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be robbing the bank in Valentine. Uh, but then I okay. paused right before because shout out to my beautiful girlfriend, Claire. She uh, FaceTimed me, so we were FaceTiming for a bit. But then as soon as that's, uh, well, as soon as I finish recording this episode of this podcast, I will be uh, robbing a bank in a video game, so. <laughs> that's a that's a cool one. That's a fun one. Did you already do the, um, did you already, like, get drunk with Lenny? And I did, and yeah. Valentine? I love that mission so much. That was the most bonkers mission <laughs> I've ever had in any video game. I was like, what in the name is going on? Like, I'm like, wow, I can hardly walk. And, oh, wow, I'm blacking out. And, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The kind of thing that can only be experienced. You know, I've, I've been telling a lot of people to play Red Dead 2. You know, there's people out there who still haven't played it. I'm um, trying to get my dad to play Red Dead. Oh, you know? I feel like your dad would absolutely <laughs> love it. Why? I'm like, you got to play it. Like, I'll give you the disc. Like, I have it. <laughs> oh man welcome back to an episode of twaddle tech yet another one my name is randall hey i'm jc and today we are bringing you guys a fun episode and a more unique episode in comparison to every episode we've recorded so far of twaddle tech uh, I believe this is going to be episode six, if I remember correctly, if I can count well past three. <laughs> think so, think so. So today, uh, JC and I are going to talk about Apple One, which if you don't know what that is, we're going to be getting into that. Then we're going to talk about uh, if we would prefer to have really good software or really good hardware in a smartphone slash in a device. And then it's like a would you rather of smartphone technology. It really is. <laughs> would you rather technology edition? <laughs> uh, and then we'll swing it into what is our ideal perfect smartphone? It's a big question. Which is, a, I think is going to be really fun to talk about. So I'm excited I hope you guys are excited to listen, um, but before we do get started, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been consistently listening to us every week. We truly appreciate it. Uh, you know, if you want, leave a review, download the episode so you can listen to it offline, that way you're not you know, wasting your data if you don't have unlimited data, even though it's 2020, get some unlimited data. <laughs> um, but again, we really appreciate you guys' support. So without further ado, let's talk about this new Apple One. So rumors are saying that internally there have been rumblings of what is called Apple One. And mm. it'll be apparently coming out sometime this fall. Which makes me wonder if we'll be hearing about it in the typical uh, fall keynote that Apple holds every year. Oh, of course we are. Of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> but what is Apple One, Randy? You know, that is a really fantastic question, JC. So for those of you who don't know, Apple has a ton of different services available 
uh, for their for their customers. So there's Apple Music, which is obviously a music streaming service. There is Apple TV Plus, which is a TV streaming service. There is Apple Arcade, a game streaming service. Apple News Plus, which is a news streaming service. And there is iCloud, which is a like cloud-based storage uh, service. So all these different services are at some different costs, you know, between $4.99 and as high as uh, $15 a month. And mm. for those customers out there who subscribe to every single one of them, that can, you know, really add up quickly. You're spending lots of money a month on these monthly like subscriptions. 50 bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, you, you could easily spend over 50 bucks a month on uh, on all these Apple subscriptions. And I know that I've been wondering about it, especially since they released the newer ones, Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade, and Apple News Plus. I'm like, okay, they got to, like, create a bundle here because, like, as a customer who uses a lot of Apple products, I want to have all those Apple subscriptions, but it's being hard to, it's hard to afford every single one of those things individually. So these Apple One rumblings are supposedly Apple finally creating a bundle for apple services i think it could be pretty cool for people who 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 want that um i i bet you know like they're probably going to do something like um like what they do with apple music you know where there's like a student version of individual version and like a family version i feel like they're going to have like different price tiers i don't know maybe not student but i, I definitely feel like they're going to do the whole family plan thing you know yeah um, no i think that's a yeah. that's really funny that you bring that up because according to said rumblings there are going to be multiple tiers as far as these these like subscription bundles mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> cool i mean so i mean how detailed are the rumors like do are they gonna do things like um like uh, maybe, you know, like, oh, this is a bundle for Apple TV and Apple Music. And this is a bundle for Apple Arcade and iCloud or something. Like, are they going to have, like, little, like, like, you know, like two, like, two or three of the services in a bundle? Or is it just going to be, like, different tiers of literally, like, you buy Apple One and it's every single service? Yeah, so that's a really good question because... Uh, what it what it's seeming like in in the rumors that I'm reading so far is like the base bundle will be Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, and iCloud storage. And yeah. then if you wanted to have like Apple Arcade or Apple News Plus, then you'd have to like upgrade your your tier or something like that. Um, but I could also see it being like kind of like a like a pick your own kind of bundle. You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah. Cause here's the thing I, I feel like this could either, you know, this could go really well for them if they market it correctly. Otherwise, yeah. if they don't market it correctly, it's going to be an absolute failure. Uh, it's going to fail kind of like the amount of people that have subscribed to Apple news plus. Um, Ooh. Oof. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> not soon enough <laughs> uh which is kind of funny because i'm i am an apple news plus subscriber oh, really? yeah i see a lot of value in it for myself and uh as i've grown into adult life 
I've found the importance of re not only reading the news, but reading the news ad-free. <laughs> <laughs> and also Those having ads. Access. Yeah, I know. Ads um, are just like the worst. Yeah. I, I like, I get most of my news from Reddit. <laughs> really? Honestly. Yeah. You know, it's because I've come to realize, you know, like growing up and critically analyzing the like news outlets like I've, I've come to realize that like really the only the only way you can like you know determine who you know like cause there's so many news sources out there that have their own agendas and like you know like subtly bake into their articles like the the viewpoints they have that they like shift things to sound certain ways you know right so like i figure some rando posting it on the internet also has their own motives it's like i'm gonna have to sit there and and try to you know read it from like a, a point of objectivity anyway so it's like well if it does whatever man i might as well just get it from from people rather than corporations but <laughs> granted a lot of the, the the like you know links are to news sorts but news sites but and it's important to go you know different news sources for the same article you, you can kind of see what the actual truth is and what's the agenda you know yeah that's uh, that's actually kind of <laughs> funny because that's kind of the reason that i really enjoy the the news app uh and apple news plus on uh on the apple news app because i'm not just getting one source like i have access in one app i have access to like hundreds to thousands of well hundreds of sources uh you know, from different newspapers, different uh, news outlets, different magazines, like you name it, I have access to it all under one space to where I don't have to have separate applications to see the, the differing opinions or the differing stories or whatever the case may be. Um, so, yeah. This yeah is, no, not, not an ad, by the way. Not an ad. Not, not a sponsor. an ad. <laughs> unless Apple wants to sponsor us, then Apple. Yeah, unless Apple email. News, you know, <laughs> twiddlecastbusiness at gmail.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apple would never sponsor a podcast, I don't think. Well. I don't know. I, that's a random, you know, off-topic question, but. Prove us wrong, Apple. Prove us wrong. Yeah. You know, if you want. Um, <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, you know, I feel like um, I feel like people will like it. Um, I probably will not uh, will not do it. I am an Apple user. I use only iCloud though. Really? You know? Yeah. I mean, because I have Spotify. <gasps> yep. <laughs> and my so okay. My thing with Spotify, the literally, this is the only thing. That has been keeping me on Spotify. If Apple Music did this as well and as seamlessly, hands down, I would use Apple Music because I do think that the like their whole like for you thing, you know, is better than Spotify's. I've noticed. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more consistent. I've noticed that Spotify's because I've used both for a little while, um, yeah. and I've noticed Spotify's is either like you know the. Uh, it's like your daily mixer the discover weekly is more so what i'm talking about but i've noticed it'll like it'll be like fire one day and then the next week kind of so-so and then maybe the next week it's kind of so-so again and then the next week it's awesome and then it's awesome the next week too so it's like it's almost like a 50 50 if it's gonna be like actually like a good mix or not yeah. but apple music always is at least good it's not like 
you know, it, it's it's even and kilter. It's always like, okay, yeah, this is solid. Um, so that's one thing I did like, uh, and that's like kind of how I discovered new music. So like, you know, I I would like to have access to that. And, you know, Spotify's is good. Like, it's not like it's bad, but but the uh, the one thing that Apple Music could do is uh controlling your music from different devices so like let's say this is the this is the best example i can offer i have one monitor on my gaming computer i'm listening to spotify in the background instead of having to alt tab out i can just go on my phone and change the song on my spotify app on my phone and it'll just start playing on my computer because i have it like hooked up right like and and the cool thing about it is if you're logged in anywhere as soon as you like let's say i'm listening on my computer like i said and i go on my phone as soon as i open the spotify app it's like Hey, you're listening on your computer. Do you want to keep listening on your computer, or do you want to listen on your phone now? So it's it's literally just so easy to be like, oh, I don't like this song. Go on my phone, Spotify, boom. And and it's just that one time when you link it that one time. Now, like just from the lock screen of my phone, I can skip, and it'll know that I I want to skip it on my computer. Like the fact that it does that cross like PC to Apple too. Yeah. It is so useful for me, and I know you know. I know there's sort of ways to control Apple Music from different devices, but like it only works on Apple products, and it's kind of like it's not very like intuitive, you know. I I can respect that. Uh, I actually used to be a Spotify Premium subscriber. Uh, I was like a mm-hmm. two and a half to three year Spotify Premium user before I switched to Dang. Apple Music. Uh, so. I'm familiar with the, the features that you're talking about. I, and I never really use them as intensely as you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason that I would think that we would not see that on Apple Music is because of the privacy standpoint. Yep. Well, I think, that's what they're good at. Yeah, I think that in the case that it ever did it, like, it would, it would, they, would be, it, they would swing it in a way where they say, like, oh, it's available for you know, for your Apple devices to seamlessly talk to one another. Like, they've, they've got handoff, right? So, like, I could be listening to, you know, uh, Apple Music, song like, songs on Apple Music. I could be listening to Twaddlecast on the Apple Podcasts app or anywhere podcasts are found. Um, I could be even on a phone call, and then I can get home, like, be talking to, them, talking to them on my phone, and I can hand it off. Like, I can literally just hold my phone near my HomePod, and it'll, like transfer to my home pod and like seamlessly transfer or like i can answer a phone call on my on my apple watch and then i if i just pick up my phone and put it to my ear then it just transitions the call to my phone so like see that's awesome like why uh, it's just it boggles my mind that that doesn't exist as a feature on apple music well i'm, I'm what i'm saying is it, it exists <laughs> it, it does really exist but they're keeping it directly in their ecosystem although granted you can't do it like to like from like ipad to mac or from phone to ipad you know yeah see that, that's kind of like what i'm saying is it's like the feature sort of exists but it's implemented in a way that like i wouldn't really use i guess yeah makes sense. like well, you... i like the remote access kind of thing like being able to control it and skip back and forth and you know, anything I do on my, literally, like, I can change the volume, too. Like, that's, that's cool. Like, that's just cool. Like, I want to be able to do that on Apple Music. Yeah. Um, But, again, like, you know, like you said, uh, they're, they're going to put it under, like, okay, well, we're going to keep it in our ecosystem. 
Um, and uh, you know, the, what they'd say about PC is like, it's like, okay, well, we know that like our devices have the best security. So we're going to keep it on there, you know, which like, I don't know. Yeah. It I... makes sense, but it's just like, come on, <laughs> give me that feature. <laughs> you know what I, what I will find really interesting once, once Apple one is out, because there's a lot of people out there and you're JC, you're literally one of these people. You literally just use this example. You subscribe to iCloud, but you subscribe to Spotify. So there's a lot of other people that are out there that subscribe to iCloud and then use Spotify for their music or subscribe to iCloud and Apple TV plus and use Spotify as music or like people that subscribe to multiple Apple services besides Apple music and then use Spotify as their choice for music. And then they're going to see the option. Oh, hey, now you can bundle your iCloud storage and your Apple TV Plus with Apple Music for a lower cost. And they're gonna, and like people would be foolish to not take that deal. And so I think it's going to I think that we're going to see like a massive leap as far as Apple Music subscribers in comparison to Spotify subscribers. Um, and they're kind of they're kind of imp- impressively close because Spotify has existed since before Apple Music. But yeah. uh, I think that we're going to see like Apple Music subscriptions kind of skyrocket because of this. I wouldn't be surprised, um, especially like, like literally. Could you imagine like a parent buying their f- like kid their first phone, and then like, you know, it's like, oh well, hey, you could also give them Apple Arcade, like all these games and like right. iCloud with no ads and no in-app no purchases. Ad. Woo. No <laughs> even though you know i i'm a unfortunately i love cosmetics and i make a ton of in-app purchases (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know specifically talking about desktop games but um yeah i mean no yeah that's definitely like a big thing the the problem obviously with in-app purchases is kids will just not realize how much fucking money they're spending and spend like literally two thousand dollars oh yeah Clash of Clans gems or something <laughs> stupid. Sorry, you know? Mom, I didn't mean to spend three thousand dollars on yeah. your purchases. <laughs> I didn't mean to max out your credit card. Sorry, your <laughs> credit score dropped a hundred points. No. <laughs> Whoops. Um, no, but it's just like it's definitely the kind of thing you're right. Where like, I, I, at least to me, I see like that specific instance. Like that person's probably or that like kid getting their first iPhone probably is going to use Apple Music assume like i'm assuming rest of their life unless they decide to switch you know unless they realize that spotify is ultimately superior oh i i I respectfully disagree (laughs) (laughs) hot take takes spotify is better than apple music hot take i disagree (laughs) but that's beside the point that's fair man hey man they have time to win me over yeah that's fair can i can i genuinely ask you something then I want to say one thing. Sorry, you can go ahead and say your one thing because I'll remember okay. what I want to ask you anyway. Oh cool, yeah, mine's quick. Um, you know what Apple Music needs to do that I think would would make a lot of people switch? They need to offer a transfer service. Be like, hey, you have Spotify? Log in your Apple ID. And and I feel like the way they could do this is you know uh you know like their log in with Apple feature. Oh yeah, sign in with Apple. Yeah, like, what if they partnered with Spotify and was like, hey, like, we want to use log- login with Apple, sign in with Apple on Spotify. So then set that up, and then 
like your iPhone, let's say you log into Spotify, your iPhone will be like, hey, we detect that you have a Spotify account. Would you like to merge your library with Apple Music? Boom. That would be wild. Because that, that was, would be a, so many people to switch. <laughs> that was a big pain in the ass when I did switch. Well, I, mean, I mean, it wasn't I, the, okay, hold on. It wasn't the I, biggest pain in the ass because like you can always just like ask Siri to play a song for you. And then like, if you're, if it's not in your library, just add it to your library at that point. But you never have to really add them to your library. You can just ask Siri to play the songs that you want to listen to. So it really wasn't that big of, as big of a deal as I was initially going to make it seem. Uh, but it was also kind of refreshing because like I was able to kind of like purge some music that I was like over listening. Like I was listening to it way too much on Spotify. I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of listening to this so- these songs right now. I'm going to pull over the ones that I want to listen to more. And then I just kept building my new library on Apple Music from there. And then like, yeah. you know, years later now, I've I've like come across a song that like I used to listen to all the time on Spotify. And then I just listened to it again after it's been so long. I'm like, oh man, I forgot I love this song. And now I'm adding it to my library again. That's cool. That is yeah. cool. I just I have so much music on my Spotify because I've literally had it for how long? God damn, like uh at least like twenty thirteen, like twenty twelve around there. Bam. I got it almost right when it came out. Like I've had Spotify a long time. So I like, think Spotify came out in tw- I'm looking it up. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I've had Spotify a really long time. I just have so much music built up. And the thing is, like, like you bring up a good point, like, just, you know, telling Siri, like, what you want to listen to and stuff. But I have so much music saved that I, I won't remember, like, close to half of it, you know? So that that's my problem. It's like, I want to... Because you're right, like, sometimes I'll, like, I'll go in my old playlists and find a song. I'm like, oh, man, I forgot I like this. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, um, this is, this is, like, I'm shook right now. Uh... October 2008 is when Whoa, the Spotify platform had launched. That's way earlier than I thought. It's That's way, way earlier than I thought. Uh, for those of you who uh, need some perspective here, that's just one year after the first iPhone had launched. Um, yeah. That's also the first year that Barack Obama was president. Yeah, his throwback. First year in office. Hashtag throwback. Um, no. So some, some things to like make you feel old. Like, Spotify is old as dirt. Um, (laughs) Because Apple Music didn't come out until 2014. Yeah. So, slightly shook right now. But uh, what I wanted to ask you, like, genuinely ask you is, because this happened to me when I had Spotify. When I had Spotify, like, songs that I'd be listening to, I I would start getting ads for them on browsers or on social media and stuff. I would get ads for the stuff that I was listening to on Spotify outside of spotify huh i don't know if i've noticed that now i'm probably going to (laughs) and like it's just i don't know it's just one of those things i i understand why like marketing agencies use that kind of like tracking information but it it just it blows my mind and it just it frustrates me and i hate it i hate seeing that kind of stuff and so when i switched to, to apple music I've never experienced that because like, you know, Apple says it all the time. And it's one of those things where you're like, I don't know if they really are like, do they really mean it? Or are they just, uh, are like, are they just saying it to say it? But like in my experience, based on the things that I've had, like they truly do mean it. Cause I haven't seen a single ad pop up based on what I listen to on Apple music. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I guess, like a weirdo when it comes to targeted ads. Um, first of all, I've turned off targeted ads on, on Google. Like, if you go into your Google account, you can, uh, there's like a place that's like, don't show me, like, I did not know content. that. Yeah. Um, so I turned it off because, first of all, most of the time, the ads know a little bit too well. So by the time I see the ad, it's something like I already have or something, you know, it's like something I'm already intending to buy. And I hold a very weird position with ads. I kind of like ads because ads show me things I might want. And like, sometimes I'm like, damn, I do want that. You're right. Ad. Thanks. I would have, <laughs> You know, like I kind of like ads. Like I know, is that weird? That's no. I mean, I've I've purchased things because because I've seen ads for them. I just hate when it's like, like when I go and I buy something, and then all I see is ads for it for the next like week on Instagram and on Twitter, or I watch a TV show, or I talk about a TV show, and then I have ads for it and stuff like that. That's so, the best one. Oh yeah. But anyway, we're I feel like that, we're kind of rambling off to here, but um, twaddling a little bit too hard. We're we're twaddling. That's why it's a twaddle cast, of course. <laughs> but um but yeah, overall I do really think that we're going to see people a lot of people switch from Spotify to Apple Music just because of the monetary value. Like, oh, I can save yeah. money doing this, especially like high school/college students. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is what kind of like led my train of thought on uh, like the uh different tiers like a fan like a student pricing yeah like that 100 percent. i bet like well, okay so what do you think uh what do you think the pricing structure would be like that's a really good question i honestly based on what they ended up doing with uh like pricing for apple tv plus and apple arcade my guess is that their first bundle would be 9.99 a month like okay. their cheapest, their their like their cheapest bundle would be nine ninety nine a month. My guess is it, it, maybe it would be just a, a a super simple one. It would be like, uh, music and and iCloud, bundled together. But I think that they're gonna try to like they've got to try to make this uh, you know, attractive to people because yeah. You know, there are, there's, there, while there's a lot of people that do subscribe to these services, there's still a lot of people out there that don't. And so if, if they're going to, if they're going to have, especially if they're going to have multiple tiers, they got to give them, they got to have value. So I don't know. I think they're going to try to go pretty low with the, with the, with the pricing there. And I think it'll be music and iCloud as the base, but I guess we'll see. I think, yeah, that's, that, that sounds probably right like $10 for music and iCloud. Like how much iCloud space do you think it'd be? Cuz like the first one's like 50 cents. Or no, $9. A dollar for 50 gigs. Yeah. And then like the next one's like $3 for for 200, 200. yeah. That's the one that I so, have. Same. So so it'd probably be like um probably be like Apple Music and then 200 gigs iCloud space for 10 bucks. Yeah. And I maybe would. even Apple TV Plus. Who knows? Maybe the student version of that would be like that for like five dollars right maybe i don't know i think they'd i don't know i think they'd have to sweeten the pot a little bit like 
I could I think that pricing structure for what Apple like does makes sense like ten dollars for that but I think if they really want to be aggressive with it and they really want to get people on they should they should do Apple Music Apple Arcade and Apple Apple uh, or and, and iCloud for ten dollars. Yeah, I can see it. the The nice thing is is like for for those of you who don't know services like like services like um like apple music and uh apple tv plus and spotify and stuff like that they're like those services are pretty much a hundred percent profit because really all they all they have to do is just like have servers to continuously run those things which once you have once you have the servers they're not like you just got to just like pay like maintenance on them you know what i mean like it's not like super can be a little pricey it could be pricey but it's not it's, it's not as pricey as like constantly like trying to like buy contracts with people and all this all this other stuff um so there, there's a lot of profit already and it's mostly profit margin in any sort of service nearly 100 percent. i think it's like nearly 100 percent. i don't know the exact percentages here but yeah. they could because of that they could definitely uh they could definitely start really really low and then they can probably like go as high as like 30 bucks you think it'd be i was just gonna ask like what you think the highest tier would be my guess, well, what we were saying, we were saying that it'd be like, that you could already, you could be spending it at most $50 a month. Cause like if you have the family music plan, it's 15, another 10 for Apple news plus five for Apple arcade five for, um, news, uh, TV plus. So that's another mm-hmm. ten. So that's wait. What what am I at already? Shoot. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm at thirty right now. No, I'm at thirty now. And then if 35. you get the, if, no, because no. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Thirty five. And then if you get the <laughs> highest iCloud storage plan, that's another ten dollars. So that's forty five dollars a month. Then I'd say that the highest the highest that you could do for the, uh, pay for the, bundle, would be, twenty five dollars. Ooh. Because it'd be that... and, it, and it would be the family plans. Yeah, it would be like Apple One Family or whatever. Right, like that, so that you can like, because yeah. then you can share it with up to five people, you know, God, dude, so that, that a total of six people can take advantage of that. So many people would buy that. Holy shit! I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and that's the point. Everything, two terabytes of iCloud space and everything for twenty five bucks. Like, oof. Right. Yeah. And Apple, yeah. what Apple spends, uh, or Apple sells like. How many how many iPhones does Apple sell a year roughly? Oh Let, my god. Let's just let's just let's just call it a hundred million iPhones. Maybe more than that, but yeah. Let's, let's just, just say, say that let's just say that they sell a hundred million iPhones uh, a year. And that let's just say that fifty percent of those customers start paying twenty five dollars a month for Apple One. <laughs> That's a lot of money. I know that there's there's some mathletes out there listening to this that would uh, know the calculation uh, like right off the top of their head. There's a stat. Um, I just looked up. In this is 2018, but Apple's iPhone sold more than 217 million devices in 2018. Okay, yeah, so over 100 million, yeah. And that was 2018. 2018 um, was the iPhone iPhone 10. No, that which... was the that would have been 10s. Oh yeah, that yeah. was the first year that they had 10R. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, oh yeah, okay, yes. So I am right because like that was a pretty weak year for them, wasn't it? That was a fairly weak year because the 10R didn't sell as well, and the 10S didn't really do so hot either. Yeah. Even though I bought a 10S, <laughs> yeah, same. 10S Max. <laughs> uh, I liked my 10S Max. It was nice. It's just too big. Yeah, um, one of my but... favorite, some of my favorite photos I took on that phone. It's great. Um, but yeah, so like that was a, a down year for them, and they sold almost a quarter of a billion phones. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, okay, now I gotta do a little. I'm gonna do a little quick math. All right, let's see how do how you can do this quick math. Okay. Two one seven times twenty five. Oh, my phone, my calculator can't do that. Oh, there we go. Jesus. Okay, so if every single person who got a phone in 2018, and that and that's the thing is like that's just the people who have bought phones in 2018, not people who own iPhones or Apple right. product. So it's like this is just based off of how many devices were sold two years ago, and if every single person that bought a phone in 2018 signed up for our proposed highest tier for $25, that would be five and a half billion dollars that's just five and you just calculated that just like for the one that for that first month right so yeah. just for the 25 dollars one and it's five point what billion five point two almost five and a half it's five uh it's five billion four hundred twenty five million wow okay and then multiply that by 12 so yeah multiply, multiply that by 12 because that's yearly over 65 billion wow jesus that can bring in a lot of earnings that's a pretty safe estimate too because like there's probably about a i'd say there's probably about a billion iphones out in the world now right easily a little more a billion that people are using yeah you know i think i think probably more than that to be honest but i mean that's a pretty safe estimate you think like about a fourth of all people who have an iPhone would probably sign up for that. That's, that's, that's like that's a pretty realistic estimate. Yeah, I I think that customers are just gonna eat this up uh, because I'm gonna eat it up. <laughs> I'm like already super excited because, you know, like I I, I subscribe to, literally all of those things, uh, so it'll be nice to to be able to, you know, save and bundle. Yeah. Just like Bundle. my car insurance. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by... No. <laughs> From Progressive. No. Oh, man. Wow. But we're anyway, not we're, not, we're not sponsored by Progressive unless they want to sponsor us. Let us know, Progressive, okay? Find, you can find our uh, our business email in the show notes. Anyway, uh, I feel like we've talked enough about Apple One. Uh I, I would love to hear more about it once we once we there are like more rumors and more info on it. But as of right now, to... yeah, we are getting pretty close. I feel like we'll we'll have a like a really good discussion about or know pretty much everything there is to know probably about a month from now. But, oh yeah. Uh, but moving on, I would like to ask you, JC, if you mm-hmm. had to choose, per like the top of the line hardware, like would you rather have good hardware? Or would you ha- rather have good software? In a phone, right? Specifically in a smartphone, yeah. Software, hands down. No question. Okay, why would you say that? Well, because of a few reasons. First of all, 
I don't care how fast my phone is. If I if it sucks to use, it sucks to use. <laughs> like straight up, right? Um, but I think the more compelling reason is because specifically like in Apple's case and other cases, the software can be used to improve the performance of the device. So even though it might not have the best hardware, it can be optimized to perform like the best hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. You know, when you asked me, I, I knew immediately, not going to lie. <laughs> it's like software hands down. So what, what about you then? Yeah. So in the past, I would have a hundred percent said, Hardware. I, I want the best hardware that I can have in a smartphone. Uh, and then I got the Galaxy S20 Plus because I was like, you know, I've all, that's one of the things that has always fascinated me about Android devices, especially like Samsung, is like they put like really, really cool hardware in there, like beautiful, beautiful hardware designs. And like I've been using this thing since March now, and it's a great phone, and the software is pretty good. Uh, and the hardware is incredible, but because the software is just pretty good, it like it it takes down my experience using this device. Yeah, and so like like I said, so before I would a hundred percent say that hardware was is more important, like good hardware is more important. But really, it's it's software that just drives the experience. Oh yeah, that's and, part of why I stuck with iPhone so long. Yeah, and like knowing that with an iPhone I can get software upgrades for at least five years, whereas with like this you know this brand new top of the line Galaxy S twenty plus that I have, like has software updates for two to three years. <laughs> yeah, it's which so, I feel like it's so good. good. It's a good point. Um, you know, what's funny though is that like. I'm pretty sure we would both pretty much say that like, yeah, you know, I can count on having my phone updated up to five years, but I mean, let's be, let's be real. We, we both upgrade our phones every year anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right. Um, but in the case that like I had to choose, oh yeah, then I would definitely choose a phone that provides me a really great software experience. Yeah. It's just, it's because it's, you're going to, it's what you're going to be using on it every day. You know, like I guess, you know, and, you know, we could actually kind of extend hardware because because when you say hardware, you know, I'm a PC builder. I immediately think like chip, RAM, storage, like that's immediately what I think. Yeah. Um, but I mean, hardware could mean camera. It could mean battery, could mean the charger. Right. So like, I guess, you know, it could be it could mean the waterproofing. So it's like, I guess it depends on your use case but you know like like okay like like think of it this way like are you a lifeguard then yeah maybe you're gonna sacrifice like a worse operating system if the phone that you want has waterproofing or you know even if it like is slower or not slower even if it is like this operating system isn't as good like it's samsung it has a bunch of bloatware yeah i'm looking at you samsung um <laughs> but um yeah it is true that's something they need to work on, which is ironic because I, I remember like back in the day, you know, when Android was not even close to the level it is now. A lot of times, people what people would say to to like kind of justify their Android purchases would be, well, at least they don't have a bunch of bloatware like Apple. And it's like, well, now the tables have turned a little bit. <laughs> well, um, well, but... well, how the turntables 
Turn. Turn. Um, yeah, sorry. I just completely cut off your, your thought because I wanted to ah, be funny. You're good. You're good. I don't actually remember. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's at the end of my thought. Yeah, you're talking about you're talking about blowware on Samsung. But... Yes, I might have been twaddling a little bit. <laughs> but a little bit. What it's I think is really funny. What I think is really funny is that like when you were talking about hardware, the one thing that I think about like when the one thing that I think about most when I think about hardware is something that you didn't even mention. Uh oh. <laughs> but like build quality. The design, the build quality. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's the first thing that I think about. And like, granted, that that's definitely not the th- the first thing that everybody thinks about, but that's what I really think about. So like, the oh, that's design. funny too because we were just ripping on the Note Twenty in our last episode. <laughs> well, right, yeah, <laughs> but uh, like the design of like Samsung always makes like really really cool design. Well, some not always. Most times they make really really cool designs. Lately, they've been on point. Uh. And they're like really on point with their like their S twenty and their uh, well definitely their S twenty lineup. Their Note twenty Ultra is a beauty. The Note twenty mm-hmm. trash. Uh, listen to the last episode of, of Twaddle Tech if you guys want to hear more about that. But <laughs> we really uh, like, go in. On it. It's really incredible what they can do with a smartphone because like I feel like lately we've kind of been stuck in these designs with smartphones like the last like three years where they've all kind of looked the same, like we're trying like different improvements besides like going to like foldables and, uh, and other kind of weird, unique things. They're all kind of just kind of staying the same, but the way that they can refresh it and still make it feel, I mean, like make it feel refreshing. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think it's really cool. the, I think the original iPhone reveal, like I've gone back and watched it. It's pretty crazy. Like, I, th- I think that reveal has really shifted the public's perception of, like, what a like a n- new technology launch should be. It's like, you know, people are still, I think, looking for that. Like, people that I've talked to about, like, why they don't like Apple as much anymore is they're, they're, they're always like, well, they come out with cool stuff, but they've never, they have, they haven't come out with anything, like, totally mind blowing lately. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like every single giant tech company is like chasing that that feeling of the original iPhone launch of like, hey, you know, we're gonna. You, you guys thought we were announcing three products? Boom! It's the same product. <laughs> right. You know? um, it's all one thing, um, which was pretty pretty nuts at the time. But yeah, it, it's just like an unparalleled thing. Like I don't think it's gonna happen again in the phone world. Like the like the phones have reached a point where innovations can still exist, but not to that mind-blowing of a level, I don't think. Because the iPhone was like something that no one had ever seen before. And yeah. I think that that can still happen again, but it's not going to be with phones. It's going to be like a totally different thing. Um, I personally think it's going to be AR glasses, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Interesting. So I, I, got a, I got a hot take question for you here. And do you think that smart we've hit that I can speak here? Do you think that we've hit peak smartphones? Like the smartphone singularity? Yeah. I think we're close. I mean, have you seen what a S20 and an iPhone look like next to each other? Pretty close. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes and no. 
as far as like the like the rear of them like camera wise like there there's a lot of a lot of companies like in the in the tech industry a lot about uh samsung's galaxies is that they put the camera in the middle i always thought that was interesting i thought that was yeah. kind of a cool design choice like the camera was... and then they moved it off to the left like the iphone and i'm like okay cool like i like that too like come on <laughs> yeah and everybody started doing that and I and now know. every phone has, like it looks like that and it's like not mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. it's nothing they look bad they look good but they all are like i was having a conversation with my buddy a little while ago about this he's like little by little year after year they just merge an inch closer to looking at like like each other yeah it's funny i think i think that we're just all kind of craving some like innovation that was as big as the first iphone launch um and while i while i do think that you're kind of right that we might not see that again at least with a smartphone at least in our lifetime uh i would i would very much like to see that oh me too that's what i'm saying it's like everybody wants that Anybody who's into tech at all, and even people that aren't that into technology, like want that next big thing that's gonna come and blow everyone away. Like Samsung, like is trying so hard with their foldables. <laughs> I like the idea of those of foldables, um, but I think that the price point and the functionality, like the problems with the folding and the dust getting in there, like the creasing and stuff, that I think that is really telling of how. We're not quite there in terms yeah. of full technology. And it's funny that you mentioned that because in the most recent Galaxy Unpacked event, they, you know, at the end of it, they said, you know, fold. We are still very dedicated and believe that foldables are the future. And mm-hmm. so, I, I'm, I'd love to to see what they have to say about that, you know, in the following years. But well, they're gonna have to convince the market, you know to buy them and people aren't buying them because they're like two thousand dollars <laughs> yeah they're gonna have to bring the cost down yeah but speaking of potentially cost i guess let's let's talk about our ideal perfect smartphone jc if you could have the like your ideal perfect smartphone what would it be man you know that's a big question i know uh, i'm gonna try to answer it quickly i guess i'm not you know so so you can you can tell me too but it's gonna be weird because you know everybody's is a little different and you know i'd I'd love to hear from our community too about what they think their perfect smartphone would be because i think everybody's is going to be just a little different right yeah um but my ideal smartphone would be um something with a really really clean ui something with a very um easily navigated i guess ui um a nice camera okay um, decent battery life like i charge my phone almost every night so you know good battery life um something that's kind of you know fits in the hand it isn't too big it's kind of smaller like i'd say my max would probably be like a five and a half inch display would probably be the biggest um or no like 5.8 whatever the iphone 10 is <laughs> or the 11 i mean um 11 pro um that probably be like the max for me um and uh just like a really nice like a nice display you know i think i just described an iphone I'm not gonna lie yeah. <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's hard it's a hard it's hard to say you you, you, uh, you tell me yours because i'll 
probably get inspired. Okay, so as of right now, honestly, the I guess this is the easiest way I could describe it. If I could take iOS and Apple's latest and greatest silicon for, for iPhone, so like right now the A13 Bionic, mm-hmm. and put that into this Galaxy S20 body, or this mm-hmm. Galaxy S20 Plus body, like that's that's pretty damn close to like the perfect smartphone for me because it's like I've got this wow. beautiful 6.7 inch display with 120 hertz. I've got yeah. a pretty great camera system here. I think I would take. I think I'd rather have the cameras from the iPhone as well though, like so the latest cameras from the iPhone. But the camera on the S20 and the S20 lineup in general is really good too. Um, yeah. Like uh, the in-screen fingerprint reader. Uh, yeah. Just lots of really cool things uh, inside the phone, but and it's like super thin too, and like I've got I've got this massive display, but the phone doesn't feel too big. Like it's just a really, I think that would be the perfect smartphone for me okay. in today's world. I feel you. I feel you. Well, I guess then if I take the same, kind of follow the same vein, um. I really do love the design of the Note 20 Ultra. It's so cool. But it is a huge. very cool design. It's massive. and It's like, massive. I, it's boxy. I love it. I like the boxiness. I don't like how massive it is. You know me. I do not like big phones. Yeah. I 10S Max, and it was nice, but the things that made it nice weren't enough to like overcome it like hurting my pinky to hold yeah. and you know, and like me like straining my thumb to like reach the top left corner like just the way i use it and i know different people are different like some people are like you know use phones with two hands and like i would sometimes but i'm mostly like a one hand phone guy um but yeah if i could take the note 20 ultra shrink it down to like iphone 11 pro size mm. keep all the cameras but use ios yeah I think that would be pretty close to my perfect smartphone because it's just like I love that little like curved display thing Samsung does it's so cool <laughs> yeah. I remember when they first that my buddy got a I think it was like the S8 was the first one right the S8 was the first one yeah the infinity display they called it yeah and I remember my buddy got one and I was like let me see that <laughs> I looked at it I was like touching it I'm like so cool um it just, yeah, it really does make it look like it's the entire phone is a display. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want the stylus, though, either. That's the thing. Yeah. That's um, something that I don't need on a phone. Stylus. And and the and part of the reason why I like the Note 22 is USB-C. Like, come on, Apple. Get with the program, you know? Like, okay, this is what frustrates me. Um, not only do every single one of their other products use USB-C, but the iPhone 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max come with a charger that plugs USB-C into the brick. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> what? Like, and it's not that much bigger of a port, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you really can't fit. I mean, like, you know, I'm not an engineer, okay? So if an engineer from Apple wants to explain to me why it's hard, I will be all open ears. I bet it'll be really interesting, to be honest. It would be really entertaining to, to, to learn about that. But... Come on. You got to make it just a little thicker. I don't care. Make it a little thicker. It's fine. Like, (laughs) I, you know, okay. Like, if we could talk about that for just a sec, like the thickness thing, 
I cannot express how happy I am that Apple made the 16 inch a little thicker to accommodate a better keyboard. Because to me, it illustrated that Apple's willing to, you know, not compromise performance and usability for design, which I think is like a problem that they had been walking that they have been going with for like a long time is like they were just wanted to get it as thin and as sleek as possible regardless of its performance you know decrease hashtag trash can pro dude, seriously i ugh. anyway um <laughs> but no it really like it was cool to me to see that i was like nice all right they they were like addressed, addressed the problem made it a little better you know realized that they could sacrifice some thickness to make it better um because so insanely thin anyway it's like yeah you know it's still great (laughs) okay so jc then what would your perfect smartphone price be um i don't know i man probably I don't know. I mean, probably like eight ninety nine, but like that's not really fair considering what I want in it. Yeah, you know. Like, but this is just like in, like in a perfect world kind of thing, you know. Okay, then free. No. Then free. I want my Obama phone. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that I would say seven hundred bucks for mine. I think that seven hundred dollars is a is the price point that most people uh can either afford to pay for it outright or if they can't afford to pay for it outright then they can definitely afford to do it monthly yeah because then you fall in like that twenty dollars a month range uh so like even people who are making minimum wage could could like afford that that kind of thing uh and i think it's important i think i think it's important to make technology accessible to people not only just like uh not only just like having you know options for people but just like budget wise or like pricing wise like you want to make sure that people aren't like putting themselves in debt to try to get a a phone granted they should be smarter than that anyway to not put themselves in debt but you know like when there's really cool tech out there sometimes people get blindsided well also there are people who are like professionals who literally need those computers to do what they do like yeah you know i I do graphic designer friends i have some music producer friends and they're always like Hey, like, what's the like? They're always asking me like, what what did you get and stuff and advice, and I'll just be like, like, I'll tell them how much like what they need is, and they're just like, damn, man, like, yeah, that hurts, that hurts. Which is you know, kind of ties back into Apple Silicon in Mac, which I'm really hoping will kind of drive that down a little bit. Yeah, hopefully it will. Um, you're but you're right though, like professional users have to pay a premium price right now and we see that all across the board in the in the technology market um with between computers tablets smartphones uh whether whether you're the company is using like whether you're a company using the title pro or ultra or hopefully mega hashtag the google megapixel um yes google megapixel uh it doesn't you know it shouldn't cost that much. It shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg just to have the machine to to run your business. Yeah. And, you know, there's something to be said for, um, like, at a certain point, a, a, like a, a business, you know, like 
not like just like an independent person at running a business, which is still, still similar, but sometimes that price point isn't too big of a deal. Um, and true. sometimes a, a couple hundred or an extra thousand, even though it's more money, the amount of time that you save spending that amount of money, you know, lower render times and stuff is a big one for any videographers. Yep. Um, Hashtag like me. That, yeah. <laughs> that thousand dollars you put down, like, if that saves you even like a week of time, like that's worth it. Yeah. I time think. is money. It is. So, well, it's about time to start wrapping up today's episode of Twaddle Tech. Speaking of time. What's up? Thank you. I said, speaking of oh. time, I'd like to thank our audience for giving us theirs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's been, I, th- I had a lot of fun talking about this in this episode. Yeah. A little, little, uh, you know, break from all the news and stuff it's not much going on right now but yeah. yeah um we really hope that you guys have been enjoying this uh right now jc and i have to be doing this from separate rooms uh well not separate rooms well i guess separate rooms but like miles <laughs> apart because uh covid19 is still very prominent uh in the world and especially in the u.s but hopefully someday we'll ha- we'll be able to record it in our in a in, a, in the same room and Maybe even one day in our own specific space for it. So, yeah. But thank you guys for su- supporting us. Thank you guys for hanging around. And we will catch you guys in the next episode of Twaddlecast. Oh, yeah. See you guys.